listener. We just wanted to put a quick content warning out there that this episode deals with alcoholism. So know that before you go any further. What's going on between you and this major? It's personal. You're a very suspicious man, Garibaldi. We're trying to uphold the law when nobody cares. The universe is run by the complex interweaving of three elements. Energy, matter, and enlightened self-interest. trouble than a toilet full of snakes welcome to who are you a babylon 5 watchcast hosted by two strangers bonding over one of their favorite shows from the 90s sci-fi genre i'm Trevor, and i'm laura and this is our first time recording in weeks yes <laughs> it's been a minute it's been a minute we just had the holiday season so we kind of took a break and you might not remember laura but it is my turn to ask you who are you who are you who are you do you know who i am (laughs) and i didn't remember but apparently (laughs) i am one of the co-hosts of the 49th most popular comedy podcast in russia (laughs) that was a big surprise when i saw that email come across yeah definitely not spam definitely not spam um definitely so trustworthy that we didn't fact check it we didn't feel the need to yeah obviously we are the at least the 49th most popular babylon 5 podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you carlos no last name (laughs) also the the 179th most popular comedy podcast in the netherlands so i really got to wonder what what that is that 100 140 130 difference there well, I wonder who's 180th most popular in the Netherlands. Who did yeah. we beat? Who did we beat? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> there must be more than 180 comedy podcasts in the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> there must be. <laughs> I wonder what Facebook algorithm is feeding our podcast to the Netherlands and Russia so hard. <laughs> I, would, I would love to know. I mean, Somebody... I, I guess a crawler would make sense because we talk about Ivanova in Russia a lot. Hmm. So maybe yeah. that's what brings it up there. Yeah. Um, but the Netherlands was surprising to me. That's way out there. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's like one of uh, two or three emails that we've gotten in our inbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've gotten a handful. Yeah. We have had some very nice emails that I really appreciate. I, I, I really appreciated them. Francis sent us a uh, lovely email, asked us to not spoil so much. Mm-hmm. And and we have toned it back and we yep. edited some out yep. that were in there. So there's that trying to be better about it. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, when we opened up an email account, wondered if we would ever get anything. And we got that first email and I was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was nice. Yeah. The and hate mail hasn't started yet. Nope. They haven't found us. <laughs> Give it time. Mm-hmm. We're only on episode number 12 now which is survivors not to be Mm -hmm. confused with the star trek next generation episode the survivors yeah which was actually a kind of a foundational podcast episode for a mutual podcast that you and i listen to yes so this is not that one yeah oh we do have one more email that we got that we should talk about oh we do 
yeah, there was there's another email in our inbox besides our ranking email and Francis's email. We got an email from Ben, one of the old co-hosts of my old podcast. Ben, our number one fan. Our number one fan. Sorry, Keith. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's listening and laughing? Um, so uh he's uh he wanted to let us know he's watching Babylon 5 in conjunction with our podcast for the first time. Same with Francis. Wonderful. Which is cool. Yeah. I do think that's kind of how it's meant to be experienced. And a couple of other friends I know are listening to the podcast. I've talked to some people that are doing the same thing right now on their first watch through, which is great. I'm glad you're getting to experience the show. It only gets better. Mm -hmm. Trust me, especially from this episode. Very much. (laughs) Ben has a question. He's concerned about something. He writes, we know from the pilot that there is a list of approved alien races for conjugal relations. Yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah. We also know that there are gorilla bartenders. My (laughs) question is. Our bartender gorillas on the list. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I feel like this is an important question going forward as we meet new races. Not should you, but can you get down with a soul hunter, a Mega Man racist robot? Thank you for your thoughts. Sincerely, Benjamin. So I think he's proposing when we meet new aliens, we decide if uh, they're on the list or not. Oh, so is this for when we run out of the who are you bit? We, we <laughs> can you smash that? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, make a drop. <laughs> we'll need some new art. <laughs> oh, boy. Thanks, Ben. That's a- that's a real turn in the podcast title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are you to can you smash that? I don't want to tell my mom to listen to can you smash that, all right? <laughs> yeah, my dad listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh boy, I'm sorry, Daddy. Hi, <laughs> uh, Laura's dad. I almost said Mr. in the last name, but I don't want to out you on the internet like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Know that I wanted to offer you the proper respect, Laura's dad, with your name. Well, you could just say Dr. Laura's dad. (laughs) Dr. Laura's dad. (laughs) That's that's doctor to you. (laughs) You're right. Apologies, Dr. Laura's dad. Of course. Of course. So survivors. Mm -hmm. Yes. Episode 12. So we're halfway through the season. are you not going to do the who are you? Or are we just going to gloss? <laughs> I was trying to gloss. Yeah, I figured. I just wanted to throw it back at you real quick and just have you publicly acknowledge that it's still your turn for next time. <laughs> God damn it. I'll, I'll do it next time when I've thought of something. All right. It's fine. This is what happens when you come back from break. Yes. Things my, are a little bad. disjointed. It's uh-huh. fine. So we open up on ISN reporting that President Santiago is coming to Babylon 5 to deliver a fighter wing. And there's also a talk of him pushing a pro-alien immigration agenda. Mm-hmm. We get Garibaldi and Ivanova on the worst green screen tram ride ever. <laughs> and we've seen many a green screen tram ride on this show. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's basically Star Tours at Disney World, but for complaining about the government. Yes. It's uh, what it felt like. Garibaldi is one of those irritating government employees who does nothing but badmouth their employer. 
Yeah, he's, he's a real Ron Swanson. It's never too early to learn that the government is a greedy piglet that suckles on a taxpayer's teat until they have sore, chapped nipples. I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because this actually reminded me a lot of when I went on Star Tours as a kid with my conservative father. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, too a bit of fly on that wall. <laughs> um, the HD is doing no favors to our cast. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes about half of Ivanova's nose and chin just go missing. No, <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, and you can tell we upped the CGI budget this this mid season. Like you can tell that something reset, and we're doing more CGI now, viewer mm-hmm. CGI, but it's still '90s CGI. Yeah. And we get a big musical swell to explosion. That's the other budget that we upped here in the middle is the music music. budget. Yep. A bunch more music's coming in. Yep. And we see someone get spaced from CNC. (laughs) We see a spacesuit just fly by Sinclair's head in the window. And my husband actually laughed out loud at this part. (laughs) Especially because they said, oh, my God. And Aaron said, he's wearing a spacesuit. Mm-hmm. No, I've got that in my notes. It would have felt so much more dramatic if he was not in a spacesuit. Right. Or the helmet's blown off or something. Yeah. But, but we needed him semi-alive. We find well, that out later. Being in space doesn't kill you immediately. That's no, actually true. a common misconception. I mean, you're in a vacuum, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, yeah, space is cold, but temperature is a property of matter. And in a vacuum, there's no matter to transfer that temperature to. Hmm. Right. Okay. So when something very cold in space hits you, that part of you would be very cold, like a particle. Mm-hmm. But that's not, you know, the majority of space. You don't freeze to death in space. You can't breathe, obviously. That, that's an immediate concern. That's an immediate concern. But, you know, you've got two minutes, three minutes. And in the future, with better medical technology, more time, presumably. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a death sentence. But we need it to be dramatic for this cut to theme song. For sure. And we get cut to theme song and then we get Dr. Franklin coming uh, up on the screen and he can't wake this man that they've rescued from space Mm -hmm. where he'll die. And Garibaldi theorizes that, you know, the simplest explanation is it's a mistake. You know, it was an accident. Yeah. But he's not going to rule out sabotage. Mm hmm. And uh, as this is all going on, we meet the president's chief of security, mm-hmm. Major Liana Kenner. Kemmer? Kemmer. Kemmer. Yeah. M's, Kemmer, not, not Kenner's. Yeah. They, they didn't make the toys for Star Wars when we were kids. <laughs> and they have a past TM, TM, TM. Mm-hmm. And I did research here. This may did shock you? you, but I did research. I, it's I'm not usually shocked. my bag. Like, if we've done research, it's been you, but I did some this time. Research and maths. That's what I do. Well, I was very curious about this because, you know, I was, what is Garibaldi's age in this show is what I Mm -hmm. wanted to know real quick. Because they say that Garibaldi knew her 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I was just curious. I looked it up. So Garibaldi would have been 37. So he Mm -hmm. met her when he was 20. And they leave her age kind of a mystery. But I thought like, how are we, how did we get from she's a child in this story to she's an adult now? Yeah. And she's the president's chief of staff. Like I was really. Yeah. So, I mean, if she was like eight, 
yeah. maybe. I mean, she's she's chief of security, you know. Yeah. So I mean, you get I don't know how quick you get. Twenty five seems there. a little young for that, but maybe she's just a knockout star yeah. pupil. So yeah, it was interesting. I really needed to know that timeline for myself. <laughs> Yeah, we get uh, his age in the background of this episode when he's arrested, where we also learn his middle name. We'll get to that later. I didn't catch, I didn't clock any of that background stuff, so I didn't see that his age was in there and I had to go looking for it on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Major Kemmer here takes over the investigation rather forcefully. Mm -hmm. Garibaldi storms off. Sinclair follows him gets no answers and then jakar runs in to complain about a seating chart i want to know from this little scene and Mm -hmm. for some reason i have a lot to say about jakar in this episode even though he's like maybe three minutes total of screen time Uh, i want to know how these brie eat because that's his beef with the seating chart he doesn't want to sit next to the brie because they Mm -hmm. they eat like monsters or something and i was like how how do they eat exactly that horrifies yeah. the dude who eats live crawfish and a whole fucking boar's head? <laughs> <laughs> that That is a question I need answered. Yeah. I mean, seating charts are the worst pl- part of any event planning. Oh, fact. Yeah. Seating charts suck. Um, yeah. I just, I never want to have to do one of those again in my life for mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, this is a hilarious and very relatable problem. Yeah, it's it sucks. And uh, while Jakar is talking about this terrible offense, Garibaldi's anger gets the best of him. And he uh, catches someone stealing. Sinclair breaks it up and sits down to talk to him about his past TMTM team. And we get a tragic cop story. I love that he commits police brutality right in front of his boss and gets yeah, well, off I mean... because he has a cop story. Yeah, he's got a treasure cop story. You just don't understand him. That's that's 90% of police. Pre- <laughs> Listener, if only you could see the look on Jafar's face. I I haven't even started. <laughs> How long have we episode. been at this and we're going to rant? <laughs> right. Just, I mean. We're like five minutes in the episode, ma'am. Yeah, and I'm ready to go on an ACAB rant. Yeah. We'll save it for later because it's. It's just as bad, if not worse, later. Yeah, um, we get more cop story. We get more cop story. We get this tragic cop story about how he was the only one who cared 17 years ago on Europa. And when he turned to the bottle for his problems, he met Liana's dad and how she used to call him Uncle Mike, which is adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was sober for a while. And then there was an accident in a crime ring he was investigating. And they killed Liana's dad to try and get at him. And they uh, blamed him for it. So he, this is like he was blackmailed, right? For mm-hmm. killing Liana's dad. They were not blackmailed, set up. Right. And it happens again in this episode. This, this show <laughs> likes cyclical. to uh, frame our righteous male characters for crimes they didn't commit. Pilot yeah. episode, anyone? Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like this is the exact story of this episode. Like, Mm-hmm. Dude gets killed in like a space accident. Garibaldi gets framed for it and tries to clear his name to Liliana. Like it's literally the this whole episode is like in 30 seconds you get it. Yep. Only the the president wasn't, you know, involved in this time. She didn't even cry, y'all. Yeah. We find out. 
Yeah, because she's heartless, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we, we hear that she didn't even cry and then see her revive the coma patient to demand answers for questions. Says it was a bomb, says it was Garibaldi, and then dies. Yeah, she basically kills the patient to get some inadmissible evidence against Garibaldi. Right. We move to a conference room where the major justifies her actions and demands Garibaldi be suspended, which Sinclair follows through on. The classic, your badge and your gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me, your gun and your badge. He's going to take his stuff. Mm-hmm. Garibaldi goes back to his quarters, but a security guard is blocking the entry. And mm-hmm. Liana and her goon are right there behind him and tell him that it's under seizure. And he unprofessionally Mm -hmm. tries to lay hands on Liana to convince her to talk to him, which has never worked on any military woman ever. Not once. And he is rightfully restrained by his own deputy. (laughs) Right. I might have believed you, but then you just drank and ran like you always do. Like he always does this episode. Like we get the whole story. We get it all in the first five minutes. They could have just called it. (laughs) there's a lot of foreshadowing here (laughs) well and i want to Uh, point out that in our earlier scene where we get the cop story mm -hmm. garibaldi says man i need a drink water straight up then we're gonna get another thing in a couple scenes down yeah we get one in a bit yeah well i'll point it out when we get to it they confirm a bomb, they find schematics and a bag of Centauri currency in Garibaldi's uh, quarters. His argument that this is him being framed because he's not that sloppy, which amounts to if it was me, you wouldn't know, which is not a good defense. <laughs> <laughs> when he could really just point out right here, you just let that guy go in my quarters by himself to find this evidence. Yeah. That's. I mean, why did, why would you do that? (laughs) It's very silly. (laughs) You know, he assaults an officer who works for him, by the way, call station HR. Did, did it look to you like he kicked the guy in the crotch? Cause I laughed. (laughs) I did not catch that. And we get another one later that I'm going to point out. (laughs) He gets Um, two crotch shots in this episode. Yeah. And then he runs off because he's innocent. Mm -hmm. Right. And innocent people. Always should run. That makes sense. Yeah. That's how it works. Major Kemmer posts a station-wide alert to look for Garibaldi, which sets Ivanova and Sinclair off. Sinclair tells Kemmer to knock off this personal vendetta and has Ivanova escort her out of CNC, to which she says, You are going to resist, I hope. It was so <laughs> spicy. It's like, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I learn things about myself sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I knew things about myself and I learned where they came from. <laughs> Jafar needs an Ivanova. Got it. All right. <laughs> Sinclair is hoping to find Garibaldi before Kemmer, and Ivanova orders a diagnostic that will preoccupy the communications array for hours. Just perfect perfect and i love small detail but i loved that the lady that she's giving this order to and talking to Mm -hmm. i recognized her from another cnc episode yeah Uh, it was like there's some nice continuity here you know we had jean ralphio come back a few times Mm -hmm. and we've got this lady who was 
definitely seated next to John Ralphio on a previous episode. So I was like, yeah, yeah. there's a handful that are like extras that are almost full cast members. They're in mm-hmm. most episodes. They're continuous. I love it. I never noticed mm-hmm. that before. You know, when you're a child, you don't hold that much information in your head. Yeah. We cut to Garibaldi in a crowd and they're playing some medieval knight fighting game. <laughs> and this really caught my attention because knowing the technology at the time, they had this filmed and superimposed on top. Like they filmed a couple of knights fighting on a green screen. Oh, yeah. Cut okay. it out, shrunk it down, and put it on the jerk board. And man, like, I wish I had that gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like doing doing the historical reenactment stuff that I've got the history, you know, with and everything. I would fucking love to put on my silly clothes and sword fight for a sci-fi show sometime. Jafar for Babylon 5 reboot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bring back this small thing. <laughs> JMS, tweet me, please. At me, bro. I will pay for my own travel and hotel room. <laughs> I got my own stuff, man. <laughs> I got all my own stuff. It's good. I'll bring the sword. We're good. Garibaldi, rendezvous with Lando. Hello. What have we here? Ugh with Londo. <laughs> You're crossing the streams there, buddy. <laughs> well, I made a Tumjaric reference, so that's the yeah. chessboard on the Millennium Falcon. Right. So I'm yeah. that much of a nerd that I know the name of that game. <laughs> um, I'm sure my husband does too. <laughs> Garibaldi rendezvous with Londo, who admits he would do it, but didn't, but he knows who might have. Mm-hmm. Ivanova and Kemmer talk shit. It's fun. Uh, Kemmer is going to use their ship's comms to contact a general at Earth, or maybe the convoy. It wasn't particularly clear. Yeah, somebody more important. Yeah. And then Lando points Garibaldi at Jakar. Of course. Yeah. Um, like, how does no one else. make sense? How does it, what would po- Jakar's motive possibly be for trying to kill the Earth president? We, well, we've got a... Echo back to the pilot, I guess, since Jakar was involved in that framing. You know, yeah. You frame one guy. Let's have him frame another. Frame another one. Yeah. Lando floats Garibaldi money because if Garibaldi can make it in this situation, maybe Lando can too someday. Yeah. He says that they're alike and yeah. that he understands what he's going through. And basically, he's like, I'm hope- helping you because I hope someday you'll help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, as much as I have already said that I don't love this episode, yeah, I do like parts of it. Mm-hmm. There, There's little elements here and there that I'm like, yes, that is perfect. Love it. And in this conversation, so Garibaldi goes to see Jakar. And Jakar is already expecting him because, of course, he's got the, mm-hmm. the plants everywhere, right? And this is, this is the second thing. Jakar offers Garibaldi a drink and he refuses. So twice we've had mm-hmm. a reference to alcohol and we've refused it. That's something else, but I wanted to point it out. Jakar knows that Londo's blaming him. He admits that it was a good idea, but it wasn't his idea. Mm-hmm. But he tries to convince Garibaldi that he could turn the situation to his advantage and that he could escape to Narn. He could get him away yeah. to Narn and he'll be free and maybe could eventually return to Earth someday, you know, with a little genetic modification and maybe uh-huh. some, you know, 
agreements to report back to the Narn government. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just be our agent. Yeah. And he declares that the universe runs on three things, energy, matter, and enlightened self-interest. And I was like, this, this is the good writing I come for. <laughs> yeah. Not, uh, a good line. not the cop story. I'm not here for that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, he turns down uh, Jakar and Jakar warns him that the station isn't safe for he has made many enemies and his title is no longer protecting him. Yep. The fighters arrive on the station. Uh, Garibaldi helps the costuming budget break even by visiting uh, Nazorak. <laughs> Nazorak. I like it. <laughs> I just uh, wrote our favorite mantis. <laughs> yeah. He is our favorite mantis. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wants a high level security guard. And he gets shot down by Negrath because ACAB. Just like you're a cop, no. Yeah, he's all like, "No, I'm a, I'm a fugitive now." No, you're a cop. Get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a nice touch. But yeah, Graf is like, "Nope. Once a cop, always a cop. A Get cop. out. Done. Out. What are you doing here? You should know better. <laughs> if you yeah. were a cop, I'd have you killed. <laughs> the vibe that would have there, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, as Garibaldi's leaving, Liana's men find him, mm -hmm. but he escapes in the alien gas. Yep. This this fog machine. He emerges from a hatch in a nondescript corridor and stalks Next around to a some box crates. full of yoga mats. <laughs> I just said a bunch of crates. Yeah, they're open. It's, it's filled with yoga mats. You can scrub to 2420 if you want. Oh, yeah. I always pull up the episode because if you've got something important to tell me, you yeah. know, that's something I need to scrub to. I do. You said 24? 2420. I don't know why it's there, but. <laughs> yes. it's there <laughs> or they could be the oh they're like for Pilates yeah oh, yeah. it's similar it's all did Pilates exist in the 90s surely right if this wasn't popular I don't know I, I don't know Yeah, it's fine I am, I'm not the person a foam roller that's it about. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then the Kurgan's younger brother pops out and starts a fight. <laughs> and he really should have started with the chain. He like, they fight for a minute and then he pulls out a chain. And it's just all like, you had it by surprise. Clock him in the head with the chain. I You're was good. like, this is wild. <laughs> like, we, we, you know, we're halfway through the season. We need to do something. Let's have a chain fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so this is Garibaldi's second crotch shot, by the way. He, yeah. He, definitely kicks this guy in the crotch you can see this one <laughs> <laughs> so they fight for a bit and a couple draws he come on and dogpile before sinclair comes to the rescue who saves him so then he can run away again immediately <laughs> yeah sinclair tries to convince him that he should go to med lab but uh garibaldi refuses and slips away while sinclair is distracted by his phone <laughs> and then uh, we cut over to an admiral giving sinclair hell Putting mm -hmm. Kemmer in charge as the president is now en route. He tells her to get bent <laughs> on this revenge kick. Just stop. There it is. And there's 37 years old. I didn't have to go to the internet. God dang yeah. it. Just <laughs> if I was Italian, I think I would be insulted. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I... that's that's 
an I, Italian name, man. Is it an Italian name? I, I think so. Yeah. I've taken a lot of Italian diction. Yeah. <laughs> but Okay. Yeah. I I just make pasta. I don't know. Yeah. You're like, it's <laughs> it's like shitty cheesy pasta, but no, I I think that the name came first. <laughs> <laughs> just like Garibaldi, too much salt. A Garibaldi is a a kind of a fish too, I think. Is it? <laughs> I think I remember seeing like because my dad used to have a fish tank when I was a kid. He still has fish tanks. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, like looking through the fish book. Because you, if you have a fish tank, you have a fish book, fish right? Book. Yeah. I remember seeing Garibaldi as a type of fish, but huh. whatever. <laughs> so good for good for Michael. Yeah. Alfredo goes to the Happy Days Bar, which is just a great name. I didn't catch that either. God, I'm not looking at the background of shit enough. Yeah. D-A-Z-E. But day happy days. Mm, yeah, of course. Chef's I kiss. Mean. Beautiful partner. Uh no one hits a jukebox though. E- nope. Which nope. is a bummer. But what we do hit is the bottom of a bottle. Yeah. So the third time that mm-hmm. Garibaldi gets offered a drink. He's trying to hide from a security guard who comes in and steals a guy's hat. Yep. And then he gives him a coin and the alien gives him a bottle in exchange for the coin. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time, the third temptation of Michael Garibaldi, he can't refuse <laughs> and uh, takes, takes the drink and doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And he gets loaded. Mm-hmm. We he cut drinks... to him as a drunken mess. He, we, he drinks most of that bottle, which is presumably a fifth looked about that size sure uh gets super drunk and then like trips it on his way out of there and yells a shitty yelp review on his way out the door great ambiance terrific decor friendly people (laughs) yeah this place should be on all the charter tours see and experience the real babylon five It's just immediately caught. Just immediately caught. He literally gets out the door and they're just waiting for him. He stumbles right into him after he literally yells on his way out. Yeah. And he gets shamed for being shitty, which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Leona hits him with a a low blow and says, drunk drunk again. Drunk again, Uncle Mike. Yeah, so good. Because he deserves that shit. And then there's a silly flashback shot to little liana being disappointed in him which i thought was a little excessive but (laughs) sure okay i mean that's probably i imagine it's what he's seeing yeah he's yeah he's not of right mind you know sure Um, sure sure. no he's admittedly battling his demons right now and Mm -hmm. in a very rough place and alcoholism is not something to make light of it's a terrible demon in a lot of people's lives but and jerry doyle had personal experience yeah which is one of the reasons why it's built into the garibaldi character they've they've said that is it's something that he thought he could portray or wait no i'm thinking of the guy from the west wing the chief of staff in the west wing they worked into his character because of the actor's background oh, and history okay. with it yeah i wondered if getting my shows confused sorry i did wonder though if that one of the reasons that the Garibaldi character is so good, like we we give Garibaldi a lot of shit for sure. Yeah. But that's mostly a product of like how things have changed over the last 30 years and 
how, yeah. you know, we've evolved a little bit. But the Garibaldi character is very believable and is mm-hmm. very relatable. And I think that it comes across that way so much because there is so much Jerry Doyle in the Garibaldi yeah. character that... Well, and that's that's he passed due to complications from chronic alcoholism. Right, right. So, I mean, I don't know when that was in his life, if that was while he was filming or before, after. Right. But there's clearly so much there in what material he was given that he could so strongly relate to Mm -hmm. that it comes across that TV screen really well. Yeah. Yeah. He He does a really good job with it the show not the greatest yeah <laughs> the flashback is a bit much yeah i, I mean heavy-handed I, I would say yeah for sure and uh cutter wants to go check the uh bays one last time garibaldi gets taken to his own office as the president arrives we get a really tight steady cam shot here that i really liked mm-hmm. as uh liana walks around the room and it's like very focused oh, yes. on her and like she doesn't move in the frame, but the background moves around her. Yeah, she's pacing her circle and it yeah. follows her really well. It, yeah, they do a really good job with that shot. Um, that's some excellent camera work there. Whoever recorded that, good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Knowing that you're listening to our podcast about the show you worked on 30 years ago. I mean, obviously, we're the 49th most popular comedy podcast in Russia. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> uh, it's I, I. My notes here say this is real Frank's bait. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those familiar with Jonathan Frank's directing style, we find Sinclair figured out all in the background. Nolan patented the bomb and had all the xenophobic Home Guard literature around. Finally, they, they're ascribing a motive to someone as to why they would want to do this. Right. <laughs> like people just decide to just kill the president. Right. You know, like with no motive, like it's not how this works. Yeah. So, so I'm glad Gar- that that finally comes in because no one has once ascribed a motive to Garibaldi. Why? Why was he reaching for a gun? No. Why? What is the motive? Why on earth would I deliberately kill Harold? He was no real threat to me. Besides it's true. Money. Like, oh, they Besides, get... you are drunk. Yeah. Yeah, you're basically. drunk and you've got some money, so it must be you. Mm-hmm. Oh, because that's why you go to these kind of extreme actions. And then they talk about the president about to announce a freer alien immigration to Earth. It all checks out. Kemmer gives the all clear for the president to come aboard at this moment. Uh-huh. And Garibaldi's like, but we haven't figured it out yet. And she's like, there's no we. Which yeah. is, I mean, she she's wrong, but he's also wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Two people uh, can be wrong. After the, the all clear comes, Cutter confirms that the, the bays are clear. Mm-hmm. Why would that be in the wrong order? Yeah. <laughs> and then Garibaldi casts suspicion on him. So they go to the bays to double check personally. And Cutter takes Kemmer out with a cattle prod just immediately. I love that we're we were intercutting here too with the president's about to dock. So we're seeing like the ships and mm-hmm. also like Ivanova stage managing the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. bring up the lights, do this, do that. I was like, yeah. that's cute. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kimber hits her with the cattle prod, yep. which, you know, like many things in this episode, we should have seen coming. Mm-hmm. 
and then they start a fight while Ivanova starts a needlessly dramatic countdown that stops exactly at one, <laughs> as it should. Yeah. Yeah. As Garibaldi is frantically screaming into the comm, abort, abort, then yeah. drop. <laughs> uh, what was that? I've got 15 seconds left, so I'm going to let you scream some more. <laughs> I'm so confused. Well, with the plot against the president stopped, we get catch up in Medbay as Sinclair explains all that they discovered. Garibaldi regrets turning to alcohol like always, and mm-hmm. Sinclair reminds him he's not alone and doesn't need to. He doesn't need to take these things on alone and pile on that stress and then turn to alcohol. He has friends mm-hmm. and they can help him in his times of need. Even though you just totally ignored me every time I tried to help you this episode. <laughs> well, yeah, and please don't. Yeah. And if he hadn't ignored him at any point in this episode, you might not have had to have turned to the bottle again. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then Sinclair, Sinclair gives him his stuff back. He gets his badge and his gun returned to him. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit about Santiago's speech on the station, encouraging the partnership between aliens and humans. Kemmer and Garibaldi mm-hmm. talk and they bury the hatchet. Mm-hmm. And she finally lets her hair down. I was going to say her hair Weird is choice. down in that yeah. universal signal that the uptight woman is now chilled out. Yeah. just <laughs> I hate this trope. Don't do it, people. Right. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, your character's female? Well, we're going to have you express emotion through your hairstyle as opposed to any normal means in which someone would communicate with you. Literally, though, her face is blank most of this episode. Yeah. Like, she's not doing any emoting with that face at yeah. all. And her but hair comes down, and all of a sudden she can emote and now she, yeah. give him a hug. And yeah, this is tired. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, she apologizes for that wrongful arrest. Mm-hmm. Garibaldi accepts it. Garibaldi also tells her that we died inside 17 years ago, but we're episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. She goes off to the next assignment. And that's the episode. Yeah, I was really grateful when they have their hug at the end. I was really afraid it was going to try to take like a romantic turn. And I was like, no, 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 don't do it. I was, yeah, like I knew that didn't happen and I'm really glad it didn't happen. But it gets dangerously close to signaling that might happen. Uh And I'm just like, bro, you're her uncle, Mike. (laughs) A lesser show would have done it, though, and you know it in the 90s. 100%, 100% a lesser show in the 90s would have. You are absolutely correct. (laughs) <laughs> but we're not watching a lesser show. Yeah. Thank goodness. We're watching Babylon 5. And next, <laughs> that's the episode. Next week, we'll be watching season one, episode 13, Signs Importance, which is actually <laughs> the name of the season. Yeah. Um, so I'm feeling like this is going to be a significant one. Yeah. I, I believe it is. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Babylon 5's fighter pilots battle a fleet of space raiders who attempt to abduct a Centauri nobleman and a valuable historical relic. Garibaldi helps Sinclair learn more about his mysterious amnesia. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) That's our next episode. Yeah, I know I didn't feel super great about this one. And it sounds like you didn't feel super great about it either. It was... Admittedly, personally... There's a history of alcoholism in my family. Mm-hmm. So watching some of this stuff is a little difficult for me. Yeah. Um, so there's that, admittedly. 
which is why I'm trying to make jokes and feel better about it. But even with that, it's still very much like this is a it felt like an an 80s cop movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could transpose this plot. I think this plot might even actually be I'm trying to remember if this was one of the was licensed to kill. I might be remembering the wrong Bond movie, but like, yeah, the like framed and you're like trying to prove you're in it. Like this is straight up. This is a movie that exists that I've seen. Right. Um, We've heard this story before. It felt tired to me, to be perfectly honest. Sometimes it's fun when we have these sort of episodes and we see like, oh, I've heard this story, but I haven't heard it in this way before. But this one didn't hit me that way. Maybe it does for some of our listeners. And hey, more power to you. Yeah, if you enjoyed um, this episode, cool. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yums. Right. Uh, if I were to be making this episode now, besides the tone deafness of the current environment, mm-hmm. um, that it would display <laughs> with, you know, oh, that alien stealing things. Let me go beat them up in front yeah. of my boss and get away with it. Uh-huh. Um, although maybe you leave that in for commentary, to be perfectly honest. I would definitely try to employ more space stuff because there's nothing that makes this take place on babylon 5 right mm-hmm. there's there's nothing unique about being a the setting of the space station that impacts this story yeah it's real i mean they they have the kind of the plot device of the you know the bombs are in the cobra bay yeah but that i think that's really just so we can set this on the station like yeah you could transpose that to anything yeah it doesn't have to be set on the station yeah, there's just nothing that really links this to being on Babylon 5. It'd be very easy to just take this and transpose the story beats and set it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And to remake it again, I would think it would be a lot more interesting of an episode to work more space station stuff in there. Like even the last time that there was a couple episodes ago when Sinclair was kidnapped by the two guys who were VR rating his mind. Yeah. You know, they're like, no, there's, you know, check the space debris for bodies you know, <laughs> to see if he got airlocked. Like, there's not even, like, that kind of a thing in here. And yeah. even, like, by having the guy be in the spacesuit when he gets blown up, you kind of remove that from being a unique thing about it being on a space station as well. Mm-hmm. I just wish there was more to it than that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not... Yeah. The the big points are fine. Yeah. But... For me, the execution was like, eh, could have been better. Yeah, this was easily the episode it took me the longest to get through. Mm-hmm. And not because I was like stopping and taking notes constantly, but yeah. because I was just like, I can't watch this. It's so like, I'm so bored right now that I can't be funny. And I'd pause it and come back to it several days later to try and come up with more jokes and go back. And mm-hmm. like, it's just. Y'all, and we and, watched this after Chud. Right? (laughs) Struggled. The struggle was real. But signs and portents I'm looking forward to. Me too. So we'll do that next week. Yep. And we'd like to thank Jeremy Siegel for our theme song. You can find his music at Mm jeremysiegel42.bandcamp.com. And thanks to Angry Duck Time Machine on Instagram for our artwork. Thanks to the country of Russia for all those great loving our podcast (laughs) (laughs) also the netherlands i suppose Uh, prost yeah (laughs) and thanks to ben our number one fan (laughs) (laughs) 
And those of you who have sent emails or said nice things on Facebook, I promise you that we have been reading them. I'm sorry I haven't responded, but uh, yeah. Jennifer may have responded to you. And if so, I haven't. I haven't responded to a single email. But if you'd like to email us that we can read it on the air and maybe we'll get a little mailbag segment going. Yeah. Who are you? B5 at gmail.com. Go ahead. Send us an email mm-hmm. or throw us a message on the Facebooks. Yeah. Um, on the Facebook. If you page message us on too. our Facebook page, I will respond to you when I see it. Yeah. It might not be immediate because you'll get a response when I respond to anything else on Facebook, which is a shit show, to be perfectly yeah. honest. So. And honestly, if I haven't responded, just know that I've loved whatever you said, but I have no idea how to take a compliment on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. In general. So thank you very much, listeners. It's been very sweet. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Well, boys and girls, it's been a slice.